Welcome to the Dribble Podcast, your weekly fix of all things Perth Wildcats and Aussie basketball. Presented by Perth Now. Hello and welcome to the Dribble Podcast off the back of a title winning weekend and a fairy tale finish to the career of our podcasting pal. My name's Chris Robinson from Perth Now in the West. And to those people listening, no matter how good your weekend was, I'm betting it's not quite as good as the man sitting next to me. Retiring Perth Wildcats vice-captain and now four-time NBL champion, Mr. Greg Hire. Greg, congratulations and welcome. Thank you, mate. I'm uh, hanging by a thread. Um, <laughs> still still celebrating, uh, the obviously, the championship yep. and the and the spoils that go with it and my career. Um, so it was... Obviously, we thought, let's get the podcast yes. done and dusted before I somehow wake up in the Himalayas <laughs> or something. <laughs> this was earlier than I was envisaging doing the podcast. I thought we'd just leave it for a few days and let you come back down yeah, to earth. Yeah. What has the past 40-odd hours been like for you? Yeah, it's been um, yeah really good. It's It was really weird winning on the road the first time um, like and doing that. It was uh, a bit special able to celebrate it on, on their home court, um, not trying to say like that was a like a big thing but to get it with the family and like a lot more intimate like it was this sort of uh, a lot of time just sort of I was like there's only yeah this is like the closest of the closest people yeah. that like with the team so which is was, kind of a little bit fitting after the season that you yeah, had with the kind sure. of us against the world kind of thing exactly. that it was just you guys exactly right? right yeah it was even fun stuff like even uh, in a way like uh, like the, like the lights were getting turned it was like by the time our celebrations were done it was like they're kicking us out like hey you <laughs> get out of here sort of stuff yeah, so yeah. Um, no really cool and obviously to um, yeah like get get into the airport and um, it sort of was like a bit like surreal it was like it reminded me of when like the Walkets in the heyday were winning the championships I remember like yeah getting to the airport at that time mm-hmm. you know like and you're seeing like kids with their mums and dads like knowing that they've got school the next day like there and it's sort of um, like if you wanted to enjoy the whole spectrum of your career and experience everything, like I ticked every single box, like winning on the road, yep. you know, in that sort of uh, fashion, you know, um, sweeps, like all that. It was just really, really cool. And um, I also had the civic reception yesterday. And um, yeah, so it's been good. And we, we as, a, as a team, we had sort of a, a little get together with the partners, um, yeah, last night again and sort of enjoyed that. So, um I'm waiting until my wife uh, tells me, all right, enough's enough. You've got to get back into being a father <laughs> and a husband. Um, and, and the responsibility. And shave, maybe. You still have shaved I've, I've been lazy. Like, <laughs> and I uh, don't know when I'll shave. Maybe my first job interview. <laughs> See how long I hang on. Um, but yeah, it was, and that was the thing. Even like the next day, people obviously beards straight off um, and doing all that sort of stuff. But I was like, nah. I'll just stick with it. So, no, nah, it's all good. Like it. Got to yeah. ask you, first and foremost, have you lost anything or no, has anyone mate, important was... lost anything? We've had some problems in the past <laughs> with backpacks and rings and stuff. Has it been okay this time? No, nah, it's fine. I, um, yeah, had, I've, I've been wearing every single, all the championship rings over the time. I had, one of them was like quite loose. So I put that straight away in my backpack. Okay. Um, and was fortunate enough. And it was literally when I got home, um, Monday morning at 5.30 or whatever it was, uh, that was the first thing my wife said was like, please tell me you've yeah, got you've all got the all championship rings. rings. Yeah, and I was like, and then I was like, yep, no worries, and still my uniform with the net around my head, and then that's how I woke up, and she was like, I think you need to have a shower. How was like, that uniform smelling oh, at that stage? Yeah, it was bad, and I felt bad as well because like, obviously... 
a lot of the guys like they just changed and it was like myself and Jesse um, maybe even Dame I think like we just kept the uniform on like yep. I was like no like and I remember one time Brett was said something about the uniforms and I like my eyes were like lit up I was like you are not getting this uniform <laughs> yeah, off me mate. Like, you can have you... to come fight exactly me for it right. and um, so like even on the plane, like that was the thing. Uh, we were in our own little sections, and uh, guys were all about. And I was like, God, some people would be like, "This guy stinks!" Like, um, and then like, yeah, even once we got back to uh, our function, like, like I remember hugging Bryce's partner, um, and I was like, oh, "I apologise. Like, I've haven't thought about this, and I I stink." And she's like, "It's fine. I understand." So, um, yeah, that nah, was good. You, you got to relish into relish it, um, like. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be able to experience it again, so I, I did the full kin of kaboo and, and embrace it wholeheartedly as, as I do um, yep. and will continue to do so. You mentioned the, the four rings. I, I loved that, and I love the fact that you were able to post for photos over yeah. there. You had them in your celebrations. Can I ask what the process was like in terms of bringing them over? Was yeah, it you who brought them? Was it Ainsley? Nah, Did you know so about it? Were you worried about it being jinxed if you correct. didn't know about it? This is a great conversation we had. So, like... Literally on Saturday morning, I'm getting ready, packing my bags, mm-hmm. and I've got my uh, championship rings in my office. And um, after the Friday night game, I just had, I was like, I feel bloody good. Like, um, I, I just thought, like, I was like, the way we played, yeah. I was like, I think, you know, it's com- like, it's just sort of remind me a lot of the previous championships, and it's all that defensive mindset. And I was like, in such a quick turnaround, I just don't know if Melbourne can change enough things to, to be able to counter that, counter that so I was like alright and uh, a big part of that was always like I remember always wanting to take photos a few years ago like there was that Kermit the Frog drinking tea and it was a social media image and, yeah, yeah. and I had replicated that and it was to social media people and just a subtle dig at them to, yep. to go and yep. so um I was like, yep, I'm going to have photos of these four championship rings. And you sort of that those iconic, you know, like Jordan, Tom Brady, with the, you know, Bill Russell. And I sort of like, no, I have my moment. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not comparing myself to these goats. Jordan, Brady, <laughs> Russell, higher. Oh, exactly. There's your Mount Rushmore of uh, sports right there. People are like, what a douche. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I was like, so I packed it. And as I, so I, I drove to the airport with Jesse and Damo and as I literally was just outside our suburb I remembered like I was like I forgot it like it's um, not there and so I just quickly turned around like drove around and got back in the house and Jesse's like what are you doing like and I was like oh no I forgot something and so anyway when it got done and I took the photos and everyone was like that's awesome like how bloody good like um yeah, like Adam Ford, we were like, mate, like, look at this. Is yeah, literally four like uh, rings. Like you can't, can't get much better. And then Jesse was like, when did you think about this? And uh, I was like, mate, when you remember when I tried to go or when I drove back to the house and forgot it? That was why. And he was like, you are an idiot. Like he's like, if you if that's like you told me that was it, I would not let you. Like that's massive. Like you could and have that's why you didn't jinx, tell him. Yeah, jinx us. <laughs> and I was like, tell me about it, mate. Like I and. Um, yeah, like, and I just didn't, I like didn't tell anyone, like I just like cut it, like made it like subtle. Um, but as soon as I was like, nah, I knew there was a reason. I don't know, it was bizarre. Um, but yeah, I did it and there was like a lot, and the exact, like a few people, people Phil Paul was like, I bloody love it. But he was like, I tell you what though, if we lost, I would have been blaming you straight away. Um, 
worked out well. That's a great story, just backing yourself in there nicely. Um, tell us a bit about the actual game because it's. I always find it funny with grand finals and stuff. We during the course yeah. of the season, you can analyse each game yeah. to within an inch of its life, and then you win the most important one. Yeah. And then it becomes not about the game, it becomes about something so yeah. much more and legacy and yeah, success yeah. and future and all the rest of it. The game itself was great on yeah. Sunday. Um, you guys almost had to win it three times over. You pulled ahead yeah, late yeah. in the first and then got pegged back yeah, and then yeah. that great run when you were on the floor in the second. Yeah. And then that got pegged back straight after halftime and then were able to pull ahead in the second half. For you, specifically that second quarter, that seven and a half minute stretch, um, when you came in, Tariko had just picked up his third yeah. foul. Uh, I think Casper Ware was at the line hitting two to put them up eight. Yep. Um, Damo was about to pick up his third foul yeah. as well. Um, and you guys were able to swing it from yep. there. To be able to, to make that kind of contribution, what, what was your mindset going into that and, and how proud are you that you were able to make that contribution? Yeah, huge. It's, it's, there's so many different storylines behind it. It's funny, like Damon and I, our, our partners came over on Saturday night and so we were driving to, to catch up with him and Damon mm-hmm. was like, how do you feel? Like, how's it? Like, have you thought about it? What's going on? And Damon is like, we haven't really spoken about it much. And I was like, to be honest, mate, like, uh, it's a it's a weird feeling because I knew we had a second game potentially like if we lost we were going to come back home and so I knew it's not my last game it wasn't the final one but as well I was like I said to him um, I said oh I felt like I haven't really I know I've contributed to the series like I've played but I felt like I haven't like yes I'm a member of the team but I haven't had a chance there to change in the impact of the game like the outcome of the game yet and I sort of was like I'm yearning for that I just want that moment like knowing and so I was like I just feel a bit weird like this whole sort of process and as we had those sort of chats and yeah, and the the dynamic of the game as the season progresses, like you know, you coach a decision, and the way Trev coaches as well. Like if a guy starts hitting shots, they get on like straight away. And I know, obviously, being uh, predominantly uh, Tariko's backup, but as well just the way the rotations, like we were bringing Clint um, as well to have a little bit of a scoring output. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think T hit two three straight away, and I always joke around with Reese and Tom, the bench guys. Like I always, like as soon as T hits a shot, I'm like, well, I'll wait till the second quarter till I come back. Yeah, like yeah. come on, and so T hit a three straight away, and I was like, all right, good game, guys. Like this will be fun. Um, and sort of just joked around and then Clint went I think he got in but yeah and so he had a little bit of a, a burst there and T never gets in foul trouble um, and so when he picked up his third Clint had already been in the game and I was like oh I'm going to get subbed in here and so I was like okay that's that sort of moment like that opportunity that I've been you know wanting um, and so yeah like obviously got in and um, yeah like I, it was huge like it like I don't know, like, I really got, I got emotional at halftime thinking about it because for my whole career wanting that, like, you always just want to impact a game, obviously, on the on the biggest stage. And, like, I'm not trying to be arrogant, but I knew I had changed the impact. Like, I changed the way it was. And it wasn't, you know, like, I had a hustle point and I was able to dive on the ball and make the extra pass and stuff that my whole, like, career has been built around like on the last stage and like I knew even though we still had a half to play I was like we've won it like I just like I knew how the how the mood was in the group and I was like we've we've taken their hit and when yeah we yeah we were down six or seven and then it was eight points like I could see Melbourne were like 
far out. Like oh, this is going to be tough. Like it's not. It's not what it is. And we were locked in. And mm. guys like Bryce were sort of just oh, like guys like that. You know, you just you just have this feeling like yeah, we're we've got this. And so I sort of was in the half time, and we once I'd done the speeches, like I actually really had to collect myself because I was like. I, I really wanted that. Like, I, that was really big for me. And, um, yeah, so obviously to have that moment and, and really change the game in a way, like, I was done. Like, I was cooked. I was like a minute and a half. I was yeah. like literally... When, when you save that loose ball in the corner <laughs> between your legs, which is a... If there's a highlight saving a loose ball, that was a highlight saving a loose yeah. ball. You looked a little bit gassed Mate, after that. I was eating air. Like, I was trying. And uh, and that's how I always play and, and I always ask the coaches for a sub. And But I remember there was maybe at the two and a half and Nelly's uh, the perfect indicator. He knows how, like, I go all out. Like, if I've got a five, six, two minute, three minutes, then I'll, I'll go nuts. And I'm, mm-hmm. there's a lot of time Dave Philpott, our physio, always come. He's like, are you all right? And I'm like, I'm just gassed. Like, it's all good. But I always see him, and if I don't need to call a sub, I can see them maybe going to Trev, like, hey, we need to pull him out. Like, he's he's cooked here. And I was like, nah, I'm, I'm not calling a sub. Like, I don't know if we're going to play again, you know? Like, and I've got my whole life to worry about That's after it. that. And so I was waiting. And then, but it was like after the minute and a half, and there was a free throws, and I was trying to go myself. And I was just watching the game as soon as, like, yesterday in bed. And, like, the camera just panned on me, and I was literally, like, looked like I was in yeah, a world yeah, of pain, yeah. which I was. And then I think at the 40-second mark left, there was another stoppage, and I was like, all right, I'm cooked here. And I remember, like, pointing to the bench because I was like, end of the half, and I was like, I don't want them to have momentum. And I was guarding Chris Goulding, and I was like, they're going to run some turnout cuts for him and (laughs) just isolate me. Like, I would. Like, this guy is struggling as it is. Um, And so I basically, like, mentioned, I was, like, getting their attention, and I was basically saying, put Damo in these last two possessions, like get a stop I think we it just like ran out um, and it was fine like we there wasn't collateral damage like I wasn't yeah, that yeah, bad yeah. but yeah it was cool and um, yeah it was uh, that seven and a half minutes like I that's exactly I could have not like scripted it better like to, to, to do it obviously um, yeah maybe hit a game winner but that would have never happened yeah, you know? yeah. But, so, but, yeah but that's like, with the greatest respect that's not really a style correct. this was you going yeah. out in your style Greg yeah. Hyatt doing Greg Hyatt things saving that loose ball that three point play yep. um, where you did the fist pump and nearly knocked out was <laughs> it Tommy yeah no right? Gussie yeah, yeah okay yeah. Um, and, and also just little things I think of a couple of contests on Golding yeah. um there's one that sticks out in my mind where you would sort of open in the corner for three yeah. and then pass up a good shot to create yeah. a great shot for yeah, Nick Kay on the yeah. wing. Um, those little things are, are title things and those little things are the, the things that you're known for. Yeah, and, and that was... And yeah, yeah no, you're, you're exactly right. Like, to get that O-board, like... Um, yeah, it was, it was huge. And, um, yeah, we've always talked about our team being selfless and good to great. Like, I was, like, set, but then I was, like... Um, like Barlow sort of half closed me out, but then obviously thought he's going to shoot it. So then I was like, well, Nick's shooting above yeah. 40%. And like played a percentage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, you get, yeah, you, you just get with it. And, you know, a lot of that um, defensively as well. Like, and we, we talked a little about lock, like locking in and stuff like that. I just thought, um, yeah, there was just complete buy-in. Like, when you talk about the game, um, and I, I've said this a lot now, is like, I felt like we played our perfect game. Um, at the perfect time of the season like we could have not played better like um, you know obviously yeah there's shots missed and there's turnovers made and all that sort of stuff but I thought from a 
a team standpoint and the buy-in, it was like, yeah, you, you could have not done it better, you know, like it was just a perfect game for mm. us. When did you... I know you said at halftime you were really confident yeah. you are going to go on. When did you really know that it was done and you were able to sort yeah. of relax? I mean... From my point of view, that first possession of the last quarter when Nick and, and yeah. Mitch combined for the steal it took crazy. you guys up from up eleven to up yeah. there. I was like, oh, they should do it now. Yeah, the I the moment was when Bryce hit a three in a transition. So I think they pressed and then we threw it over and it was like maybe three and a half left and then like usually in that situation just pull the the ball out clock management yeah but he jacked it straight away yeah (laughs) Yeah. and then like he hit that and that and that's when I was like we've got it like and that was the thing I I thought we owned moments of the game Mm. um, and it happened all we've owned moments throughout the season like when we talk about moments like Tariko, um, yeah, there was a, the possession there where he got the four-point play on Barlow. Like it was a nothing sort of thing. He wasn't even looking at the That's hoop and then turn, yeah, turned around <laughs> and then like, like and that like just those things when at a critical time you're like, okay, like oh they've just hit a big shot or you know a couple of possessions. I just thought yeah there was like a big moment there and then you know like mm. and. Um, yeah, so like the, I th- the baseline play between Mitch Nick Norton and, and, and T. Oh, yes, T, yeah, and then um, I think Mitch got one as well. Like yeah, after yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and that was the thing. Like there was just those times. Like um, yeah, it was really cool. Like and and then when you talk about it, like um, couldn't be prouder for Tommy Jervis. Like um, that's a guy. Had a that, great guy. Had a great weekend. Yeah, like had a big huge, impact on Friday night. And absolutely then huge. Was down the stretch on Sunday. Yeah, and you know, like comes off Friday has a really like his back was jacked. Like not not fun at all for him. And then yeah, I thought he was huge. And just even the uh, the physical factor, like just that stuff where um, you know, obviously not allowing any easy points for Mitch McCarron. But you talk about it. In the grand scheme of things, like, yeah, he gets unsportsmanlike. DJ Ketty gets unsportsmanlike. But it rules it out. And Mitch McCarron doesn't have an opportunity to shoot two free throws. Like, those little things are huge. Mm. Like, come a grand final game. And um, that's a guy that, um, yeah, was if we were talking about uh, jobs on the line and people being sacked, that's a guy that was right up there, you know, like halfway through the season. But then for him to... um, go out and, yeah, on his last game Mm. of the season... Uh, yeah, huge. Like, I mean, I think he played the whole second quarter, like really after Gus was there and Gus played really well, but I thought he was unreal. Um, was, was he close to not playing at all? Nah, he was fine. Or was he always yeah, going to play? Yeah, nah. I mean, you get that done. Like, there's, I mean, I can open up now. I've been getting uh, locals in my shoulder for the last yeah, eight, yeah. Ga- yeah. eight games. How, how's like, that feeling? Yeah, it's nice to, I mean, the last jab, because obviously the first local uh, jab in the AC joint is like pleasant. Um, like, <laughs> but then after you get it done and it's going Friday, Sunday and like consistently going, um, yeah, it's not ideal. <laughs> um, so to play with that, like y- you're going to do everything. I mean, that was... Um, to not feel, not being able to feel uh, anything in your shoulder was always good. The, the only good thing about it was after a game, I could have a lift and not know <laughs> what uh, weight I would be because I had no feeling on the top of my AC joint. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's a grand final. I mean, Tommy, like no matter what you would have done, you would have played. Um, illness, you always do anything. I mean, there's been so many times I remember playing against New Zealand, being in bed for four days, throwing up, lost seven kilograms before we played, and I was just on any sort of drug to sort of clog me up um, and then you, but you, this is the grand final series like you're not going to pass up an opportunity to play mm. 
Um, and the last one on the game on, on Sunday, might not be the last one on the game on Sunday, but tell us about the emotions of going back on the court for the yeah. last minute or so, um, composing yourself to shoot free throws and nail both of them, incidentally. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was that like in those final moments? I, I honestly didn't know if I was going to get back on, and obviously I just kept hoping, like, oh, I'll keep pushing out the lead so we have that time. And mm. then I thought, oh, I might be a little bit later, and then he put me on still with... I was like, oh, it's 13 points. It's not that. It's still far away. And then I think I subbed out Tommy and it was just me and Nick. And I was like, oh, sweet. I'm going to be playing the four, man. Like, I haven't done this for a while. And, um, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, got the, the free throws. And it was funny. Like, it was joking. I remember, I think Bryce or Damo was, like, they were talking. I think they said, oh, game's done. And then uh, Bryce sort of yelled, or Damo had yelled, like, no, game's not done yet. We've still got, like, a little bit of time. But... When I got fouled, Damo came up to me. He's like, "You won't bank the second. and um, so we sort of like laughed, and uh, which was good because I needed it to kind yeah, of pose yeah. myself. And then I thought, maybe I will. Like, and then I thought, no, that's such an thank you, Joyce did. Like, <laughs> like yeah. a few seconds later, I, I don't know, know if he had that arrangement. Uh, um, but I was like, nah, like those people would be like, Greg's an arrogant fool. So I was like, nah, I'll shoot it properly. And um, so yeah, it was really good. And then um, it was yeah, it was. Like looking back, and I've been watching that end uh, a lot. Like it was perfect, and um, obviously I was like, <laughs> there was one I think because Bryce T and those guys were just getting trying to get buckets because I was open on the other side, and they just pulled the pin, and I was like, hey, give me the yeah, ball, yeah, like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then it was perfect. Like Jesse obviously had this time to foul, which I don't think he meant to. Um, and it, oh, the range of emotions, like sit on the, like literally, we're lining up for the free throw line, um, seemed like an eternity. Like I, like in that, I just was like thinking back to being my very first day of rocking up to a gym um, just across the road, or like down the road here. Um, my very first day as a Wildcat player and walking in and Cameron Tover was the first guy that like I saw and then second guy was Brad Robbins and that was my first day like I just was straight away thinking about that and then going well like wow nine years later you know and four championships and so it was really cool um and even and and then it was like sort of a lot of respect uh Smith Milner like literally said to me like because uh, then I was like, oh, how am I going to get the ball here? Like, Venky Joyce doesn't shoot good free throws. No, no. So I was like, that ball could end up anywhere. And uh, so, um, but he was like, just tapped me and he said, oh, oh sorry, kind of patted yeah. me on the back. And then he just sort of said, yeah, I'm not contesting. And I was like, appreciate it. And uh, obviously he got it in and, yeah, it was cool, obviously, to get the ball. And, yeah, I lost, lost my bundle um, after that. And um, it was really cool. Like, um, Bryce did one of the more... Yeah, I think I've got goosebumps now. Before the game, like Bryce speaks up and he, he rarely does, like, sorry, he does a lot. Uh, not, sorry, he does at critical times. So even when we're up in upstairs and in our locker room, you, you've got your voices. Damo will speak, myself will speak, you know, then obviously people will go. And um, when Bryce speaks, like. You listen. Yeah, he's just, oh, it's like Jesse, but like, Bryce isn't even another level. Like, imports generally don't do that. Like, you know, I remember having like imports, like they just say, they say the right thing. Like they just want to say what the coach expects them to say. But mm-hmm. Bryce is like, there's been a few times, like I remember, you know, when we were losing a few games and he's like, you know, we always talk, we have the same chats, but he's like, I'm sick and tired of these chats. Like we keep losing the same way. Like if let's make it like thing, if we lose, it's we lose because of a different way. And I was like, yeah, like it's, yeah, it's not just a lot of crap. Like it's no, not. And 
so every time Bryce, I'd always be like, mate, he's. <laughs> we talk about this, but he's, he's good, bloody good at everything. Yep. Like, but he Except just driving. exactly. And so, um, before the game, everyone's obviously pumped. Like, you know, like you were like, we can win a championship. And Bryce literally got all the guys in and gave this pretty like motivational speech, talking about the season and you know that what we're up, what we're against now, and. It was perfect. Like I, like you could have not, you know. And usually, like we'll, like Damo may like just say a little few words, but um, the effectiveness is that much better because you weren't expecting it. So like him just saying that was like legit, and I was like, and that those little things like that, you're like, yeah, we're ready to go. Like that was just perfect. You could have not said, if, "Hey Bryce, can you do that?" Like he just like owned that moment, and so. Me and Bryce, it's like funny, but the dynamic in our relationship is pretty good. Like we can, we always have, like we have a lot of laughs. But he's the one guy that, whenever we're going through lols, I I can get honesty from him. That's the thing. Like I, whenever I ask him, he doesn't give me crap. Like, like I'll get answers from other guys of what you, you're expected to get. Mm-hmm. He le- legitimately cares and has that knowledge. And so I'd, he's usually the first guy I would go to, like after something, because I want to know, because I know what I'm going to get from him. Um, whether he go like you know so so to hug him after the end was pretty cool because um again he just like brought me in and just was sort of speaking about um how good it is to go on top and could have not done it better and all all that sort of stuff so it was really good and um yeah like it and then obviously the guys around me and stuff like that that was uh, it was amazing and then obviously when Ainsley and and Sully came down on the court like uh, I've I've been trying to get the footage and Ainsley was like I got it like um, someone sent it to me and I was like I've been looking for it for three days because that was like like the, I couldn't compose myself. Like that was a really emotional time. Yeah. Um, being able to share that with your closest um, is the best feeling in the world for sure. What did the little guy say to you? Um, no, he was just like, yeah, trying to ask where the basketballs were. So because he just <laughs> loves that. So it was really cool. Um, yeah, like it was to be able to do that, and obviously even just seeing the kids like uh, interact afterwards with the, yeah, the confetti yeah, yeah. and running around, and not even, and sometimes just not even caring. Like there's this gigantic trophy being in there, and he doesn't care. Like in a way, he was just happy that he's getting to hang out with his dad, which was really cool. Yeah, and the mo- you know, like it's cool. Like Damo put up a photo with Brittany kissing the trophy, which I thought was like that, the that best photo mo- oh of, God, of Maggie kissing the photo yeah. is great. And someone noted that there's two guys on the trophy one of them obviously going up with the ball and yeah. another guy defending she's kissing the defender <laughs> which is just for Damien Martin's kid yeah, to be doing that awesome. is just it's funny. couldn't like, script it yeah it was because Sully and them and, and Brittany was like kiss the trophy and Sully was just looking at like why would I be kissing a ra- like this random dude like yeah. I'm not doing that so um, nah it was cool um, yeah it was sick but yeah those um, yeah moments like obviously looking back you can't uh, I can, I can watch it all the all all the day, all the time like um, those like last few a few moments and um, yeah awesome feeling. Tell us about cutting down the net, being the last guy yeah. to do that, and specifically the celebration where you sort of put it <laughs> over your your face, your yeah. eyes. Is that like a superhero thing? Who was the inspiration? Nah, so um, it's a bit of a, a g up. So Trev two years ago, um, and we'll have to find the photo, track it down if people don't see it, but. Um, the beautiful thing about media, and and in recent times it's happened, but every time we do photos, sometimes the worst photo is the one that makes the press. Yeah. <laughs> or, or we, like, we try and deliberately do that to yeah. make it look bad. No, I'm just kidding. But like, so I remember there was like a story and then 
there's a photo and Trev celebrating, but it's like as Trev's put the net and it's stuck around his face. <laughs> okay. So, and it, like, it looks hilarious. <laughs> and it went through, it circulated in our group chats and we're like, what? This is like, you couldn't get the better photo. So even on our Mad Monday, Dave Philpott got a shirt made up and it was like with Trev oh, with this net yeah. like around his face. And so... Uh, we've been jing it up, and and it, it's just been like this, like sort of folk, folklore sort of story. So then, as soon as like Trev, like and credit to him, he said, "Look, cut it down." And you know, and I was like, oh, "Sweet." Obviously, kept going back and forward in a false house. I was like, "Nah, you're the coach. You go ahead." And then he was like, "No, nah, no, nah, you get it." And I was like, um, "He probably wouldn't have let you if he knew you were about to take it." He said, "Then so when I got up, I obviously did it, and then pointed to the guys, and then Trev lost it because Trev like loved it. He was like, "Oh, can I go have that t-shirt?" He like loved it. And he was like, "Oh, you, you can't get a." Like and um, so yeah, I was just trying to do that. So um, yeah, really cool. Um, Nets now, like obviously in there. Like it was, um, I mean, sleeping like with the net, like falling asleep with it, and not sleeping, but yeah, falling asleep with it, and then like yeah, literally like waking up in the morning with the trophy there, and like well, one like my little dog just slapping me in the face, and at seven thirty in the morning to wake up, but yeah. like Ains is like, I can't believe you actually brought the trophy to bed I was like Ainsley it's not leaving me one I'll lose it it's, but. A, it's a part of me now <laughs> yeah so um, yeah no it was good and the change room stuff we saw the horses yeah. the spirited horses rendition and then Mitch Norton stealing the <laughs> show yeah, good with his red budgie smugglers yeah. fantastic stuff um, yeah no it was it was good and like so this is even because obviously the traditional selfie I was like thinking oh what am I going to do and uh, only a few weeks ago I think uh, Balotelli the soccer player he did like a lie he, he, after he scored a goal correct yep. and so he went like Instagram live and I thought oh I should do that but then I was like nah like you can't get the photo so then yeah. I was like um, like screw it and then I thought no this would be cool for people to sort of see and um, it was just perfect timing obviously um, <laughs> horses is my spirit animal like my song um, if people don't know like I, yeah. I play that song to, like all the time um, I think it's the most Australian thing ever for that song to be one of our anthems but pretty much no one knows like the verse but then you just sort of just like mumble your way through exactly it and right, then bam the chorus bit, yeah. hits so um and then I wasn't expecting the auto to, to do that bring out the Russell Coit uh, dance impersonation yep. and um, now it's good obviously got a a text from a, a member of the staff um, saying it might have not been appropriate, oh, but I was like, oh, I that's okay. Yeah, it's yeah. all right. It's only budgies. I wear them to Adventure World. Like, um, it's all good. <laughs> so, um, nah, so it was good. All, nothing all clean. And, you know, you want to be able to, um, I mean, that's the beauty of social media. You can, uh, I guess, give uh, a little glimpse into what the, um, you know, what what yeah, it is yeah. like in a change room. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, because, you know, you get your photos and stuff like that and there's some, like, unseen footage that sometimes the Wildcats get. But, yeah, I wanted to give a glimpse into what it's all about and get guys at their peak, like, when they're, like, you know, for those guys that experience the first time. It's, it's awesome to see, like, you know, on the plane and you, you like, look back and, like, Mitch is literally just stand, staring at his, at the ring. Like, and you look at him and he just goes, like, how bloody good is this? Like, can't believe it. I can't believe it. Like... Those guys, obviously, I've, I've been very fortunate to experience it four times. But those guys that, you know, they like they would have been at other clubs in grand final series. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's like a special feeling to share that with yeah. those guys. Um, a couple of weeks ago, before the grand final series started, I put a piece up on the website, sort of ranking Perth's titles yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of, of greatness, yeah. in terms of most memorable 
um, had the first one there, which was pretty much yeah, you know yeah. the perfect score, yeah, and that yeah. was followed by the Bryce Cotton forty-five point yeah. ridiculous season yeah. imports coming and going in sixteen seventeen. Yeah. Where does this rank for yeah. you in terms of the ones you've played in, and also in terms of Wildcats yeah. championships? How do you sort of rank it? Yeah, I'd have to say easily it's the best. Um, I think just because of the circumstances, and I think because of how hard it was this season. Like, and it seems funny because you're like. Well, we're still sitting on top of the ladder when we're going through that rut, you know, and that seems hard. But, you know, there was a lot of outside noise, more more than it's ever been, and it was always because of that second import situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, um, and I'm sure there'll be more and more stories pop up over the few next few days, weeks, even once it sort of settles down. But, you know, like, um, for me, there was a point where I was, like, thinking about retiring, like, at sort of, like at the start of the season, I, I was like, yeah, there's a fair chance I'd retire. And then halfway through the year, um, yeah, like, then obviously I feel good about that because I was playing, like, had a really good role. And then once that sort of point where it was like, are we bringing a third import in? I literally went to Matt Nielsen's house after we lost the Cairns game and... Um, I had, I had no sleep at all on Friday night um, because we had lost and mm-hmm. we went, and that was and it was crazy because like Trev literally got the group before like I think maybe it was on Wednesday or Thursday and he sort of was like um, this is the group we're going with like um, no changes will be made or something around those lines and um and so it was like, okay, fair enough. And you, you never know, though, right? Like, it, even though he says that, and then we lose the Cairns, who had only won, like, two games. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, there was obviously a lot of external pressure and all that sort of... And I remember going in at Nelly's house, and I, I was in tears, and, um, like, I was just, like... Really, don't want to compare being rock bottom, but that I was at the lowest in my career, and I sort of was like, mate, I know there's been all this, like... If, if it's the best thing for the club, like, in terms of thinking about a third import take the loyalty aside and what I've mean to the club and what I've done for the club and all that sort of stuff I'll, I'll resign if, if if you guys think it's a better thing to do like um, to bring in a third import and if that will win this championship because I want guys to experience winning a championship mm-hmm. and um, which was a tough decision like like, and I still was like hard and then Nelly was like no was, he was just like it's impossible like we can't we're not going to do it um, and then he was like well are you ready to still play and I was like I'm, I'm hungry like that's the thing uh, I know I can contribute and then that was like no nah, I'm doing this for the team like let's let's have a buy and let's keep working hard and um, and then like obviously parked because I was like no I'm not retiring yet like I, I'll still play it's not like I'm done like mentally I'm there but just wanted to be you know do what maybe was the right thing to do you know um, and then, so that whole storyline, and obviously then announcing retirement, and the whole that whole year, like um, no one really expected us to win, even from the get go, from this first uh, season. Like when I thought we had signed our guys, and you know, obviously you're getting trounced by Utah by 58 points, and everyone's like, yeah. "These guys suck." And I was like, "Yeah, this is the first time playing NBA. There's not <laughs> relative okay because it's Utah." <laughs> yeah, and even that, I was like, "It doesn't matter for the NBL season. Like we're growing. Like we were yeah. always about that." But like, the, but I, I was thinking about this yesterday. But I I think the thing that escaped um, that hype about the, the NBA stuff, the big loss to yeah. Utah, was the fact that you followed it up 
and gave Denver a really good, good shake. shake. Only yeah. lost by seven or eight or whatever it was. And Denver's the second team in the West right now. Yeah. They've taken the leap. So we're pretty much like should be in the West. So you're pretty much sort of third <laughs> or fourth ranked team in the West. Yeah. And that's a, then we've had to laugh because sometimes people will be like, when we like lose to Denver, I mean, Utah lost by like 40 to summer team and we're like, we're 98 <laughs> points worse. And then, but when we like, so Denver, we're like, we're better than Golden State. Like, that's it. That's exactly <laughs> how it works. Yeah. Um, but, but look, even, and that's the thing, it's been the storyline of their whole team. Like even, we when we lost to Utah, it wasn't like I mean that was pretty deflating. But like we ended up going to a bar and like just um, you know as a team and just having a few drinks and just talking like because that was that was what our team the trip was the purpose of the trip was to build as a group and to connect and we had a lot of new pieces like you know with Tariko with Nick and and Mitch it was mm-hmm. obviously wanted to win a game but like it was more so like we're building we want to be on the road for two and a half weeks and that off the court stuff. Um, is huge like you can't measure what that is in, in, in terms of how important it is to a group so yeah that was really um, like that whole story and then obviously yeah when you talk measuring the success the, what it means yeah I mean obviously retiring and knowing as my last few games to be able to finish out on top like I mean I was so fortunate when Sean retired that year and he finished as a like a champion like yeah like you you can't get much better you know and um so many people just want a chance to win a championship. To be able to retire as an as an NBL championship winner on your on your last game, mm-hmm. you can't script it any better, you know. So, um, in terms of their success, obviously that each one means a lot. Um, and the first one, you're like, oh, you got there. But just this whole storyline and and what we've gone through, and I think that only adds to the meaning behind it because there has been so much, you know, behind the scenes that people don't really know about. That you're like, yeah, it was pretty bloody crazy at times and to be able to win especially like I mean on the road to defending champions who everyone had said you know like I, like I didn't know one uh, expert or commentator that had like you know I watched the overtime show and it was 3-1 3-1 3-1 Melbourne you know like it was like I got the 3-1 part <laughs> right anyway <laughs> yeah exactly right but it's like I don't understand that like you know we were on top of the ladder like for a reason um, and it worked down then yeah in terms of the the doubters and and the haters, yeah. um, I know you like to use that, or you have liked yeah. to use that as motivation um, in previous years. Did you store anything up? Did you sort of take yeah. note of some comments? No, I, I, yeah, for sure. Um, it's actually a really cool story, and I shared it with Jesse on the way home last night. Like, uh, I might have told you, or I might have said a story, um, and I won't tell them because I don't need exposure for their business, but. Um, I had seen Ains and I went to um, a place to grab a like a coffee. Uh, it was like a we had a day off and it was a Sunday, so I went to grab a coffee. And as I was there, like someone looked at me, like and there was a guy, and I was like, oh, it's, it'll be a Wildcats fan, like. Um, and I was like, oh, like, um, yeah, like uh, I was like, oh, he might come out for a photo. And so I'm like looking, I'm like, why do I know this guy? Like, I it, there's a vivid face, like why do I know him so okay. well? Yeah. And then I was like, I know why he's talk crap. Like I've had tweets at me from this guy, and so, um, so I literally like, yeah, told Ainsley, and she's like, and I was with my father-in-law, and um, anyway, like didn't know. So Ainsley's like, go just talk to him, and I was like, nah, like no point, just leave it, whatever. Anyway, parked that away, and um, weeks on, um, I'm walking up. No, sorry, on. Uh, yeah, after the first game of the NBL Grand Final Series, walk up the grandstand and I see the same fella, and uh, 
And I'm like, oh my God, fancy that. And he he always talks crap about myself and Jesse. And okay. so, and I've like got him and I, yeah, and sort of like kept it there. Because there's a, when you get that, like, that's the thing. Like, I understand it's a fan, like, you know, and you go for those times. And I, Wade Dobson put a pretty good tweet I up the other day. That, yeah. And I thought that was really, really, like... The, the doubters after correct, that. Correct, like, lost, just saying yeah. two months and just yep. reading some of those comments. Like, I had to have a chuckle. Like, I'm going to put it, like, t- tweet as I thought it was awesome. Because, like, even some of the comments, like, f- get rid of our membership. And it's like, you know, I understand there's passion and there's all that sort of stuff. and um, But, yeah, like we're in it like you don't have you know it's, it's funny and anyway so as I'm walking on the grandstand and his partner take, like tries to take a photo and I'm like well obviously they, you know, they've got their little group of friends and they go take photos and they say oh look it's Greg like you know whatever and so anyway and she took a photo and then I just lent in and I said um, he like said and I said how bloody good was Wag stuff tonight mate like because he always and he, he had a couple sort of threes and, yeah, and he was just like looked at me and was like oh like um Obviously, like, oh, like, I didn't realise he knew this. And then, yeah, told Ainsley, and Ainsley was like, did you say it in a malicious way? I was like, no, I just, but, like, I know. Like, um, and I, you know, not trying to be uh, be nah, aggressive, but, love yeah, it. and the funny thing, man, like, now his profile is private, so I don't know if he's <laughs> talking crap about me. But that's the thing, like, you know, just like that sort of stuff. And, you know, I, I had this discussion with Ainsley the other day, and, and, I'll, and I'll write a bit more about it, but... Because I had, there was obviously so many and so many things I have saved over time, and you get some stuff like even at the airport, and I can't say it on air because it's too vulgar of what they said. The reason why Greg gets caught time is because he must, you know, okay. whatever. Anyway, okay, use your imagination. Yeah, yep, we can fill But in the then blanks. at the airport, um, you see that guy, and he's taking a photo and being like best mates, and you're like. I always just want to say, like, really? Because, like, we're real people, you know? Like, and there's real life. Like, real life. If I did this in your job or anything, people would be like... Yeah, I think that's what fans forget sometimes. Yeah, exactly. There's passion, but then... Yeah, and so you sort of, like... And it's like... And as well, it's social media, mate. It's there. Like, you Mm -hmm. can save it for these things, you Mm -hmm. know? My biggest thing is... And and I'll write a piece about it is... um, As a parent now, I have a different scope. I want to challenge like because I, well, I was like, I was like please do not start putting up photos of your rings and drinking tea and and uh, inflaming the situation because she was like that's all people want you're feeling the fire I'm like I understand that my thing is is now it's like I actually want to what the next time I talk about it or in a few weeks is yeah. to actually get people thinking about the dynamic of it because some of the people that I see writing their profile picture is them with their kids and so like I want them to go if your son ever becomes a professional athlete or even nothing like they play for a state team but those your kids read hate um, words hurtful whatever it may be how would you feel like what would you do you know in that scope like would you be proud of doing that if your tweet was put on the back of a newspaper with absolute nonsense and garbage would your parents even look at you and mm-hmm. go like, what are you doing? Like, you, you know, like would your boss think that's appropriate? Like mm-hmm. your job's on the line, you know? So all that sort of stuff, there's a context. And I understand social media is social media, but there's a lot of it that, yeah, I think, and that's why I think I'm now, as I spoke to Haynes, like actually trying to educate people. Like, and people are like, well, have tougher skin, you know, don't read it, all that sort of stuff. And I spoke about this um, after the game when someone spoke about the dynamics of the thing. You can't escape it, and but and this is the thing. Like I said, 
my mum when was reading stuff and reading the newspaper mm. or whatever like literally gave me a call because she was like oh I know you're doing youth work if you do get fired here's this job opportunity that's come up and I like laughed and I was like mum I'm not getting fired but thank you so like <laughs> these are your family members and your closest like that they can't escape that you know like there's times where I've gone in and Ainsley, like those times where against cans, and unfortunately she isn't read, like reading, but she just does it. And there's uh, other wives of players and partners that do that, unfortunately. And it got to the point where, yeah, I'd walk in and Ainsley's crying, you know, because of the absolute garbage that's read. And so that's my thing now is moving on, is like trying to educate as a former player that I can sort of open up a little bit and say, hey, just, you know, actually try and think about it take away the emotion of it mm. you know there's a little bit more to it yeah I think a, a lot of fans can be better in that regard the vast majority are excellent yeah, exactly like all right. social and, media, and that's the thing some, I've loved interacting with people all the there. time you know like and there's a lot of positive to it you know there's so much you know message of support that I've received um undeniably like yeah that's a thing uh, unfortunately the the negative stuff it, because it as it goes it's far in between you know yeah. like people are more inclined to to read the negative stuff just intrinsically mm. in your mind mm-hmm. but as well as like you don't, people not, like they won't write messages support because they just don't like but it's easier to write negative stuff and that yeah chances are unfortunate yeah, absolutely um we're running way over time i oh, want to get to a real quick fire round <laughs> from the fans uh sure. fans twitter questions this first one from our good mate adam westerhout would love more insight into the mindset of Tariko. he mm. shut his twitter down as soon as the playoffs started for a guy that doesn't say much when he does say something, it means a lot, and clearly he was using the doubters as motivation. Can you sort yeah. of expand more on? on I don't Tariko? know. If he, I don't know. If, like even if he had Twitter, like even though I brought it up with him, so I don't even know <laughs> if he had Twitter. Um, but like, I, I don't think he shut his social media down because, like, I definitely saw him on Instagram all the okay. time. But yep. okay. um, no doubt, he was trying to prove naysayers wrong. Like, I, and did so handsome. Exactly right, and it's tough. Like in the whole like scheme of things, like you look at him and. Um, like I thought he had a really good year and it was yeah. really unfortunate that lull like they have to blame someone and the imports are usually the easiest scapegoat and yeah he had those we didn't score in the fourth quarter but I was like he was pretty bloody good and for those like he he is a tough bugger he played through a pretty significant injury with his knee that never really his wrist is like a very significant injury but he never ever once complained mm-hmm. and always continued to try. Like, even Bryce had like a torn tendon, like all that, you know, <laughs> like seen that, yeah. all this sort of stuff that, like, yeah. Obviously, we we don't delve delve into it during the season, but like, you know, some pretty, like, you're like, this is, you know, the, those circumstances. But yeah, for him to to come to the top, and I knew that was going to be the case. Like, Bryce was so unselfish, but the way Bryce. Uh, Tariko's mindset, like he just kept going, and I was like, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I, I played against him every single day. I was like, he's quality. Like, um, there's been other times, you know, you look at import and like, oh, they're gonna struggle for consistency because they just don't bring it at training. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, he's he's pretty good. But I think he's, I don't think he was that. But he's a proven big time player in in this league now, and obviously around the world. And so you knew he was gonna come to the top. Yeah, yeah. People expect so much of the imports straight off the bat. Yeah, Everyone expects, exactly. You know, they're gonna score 25 exactly. points a game straight off the bat, whereas Tariko. And I think the thing that was he was he was so quiet and unassuming, and yes. it's like he it's like yeah. he didn't care. Yeah, yeah. You know, where he's not a guy that beats his chest. He's not like a guy that. Casey. I wrote about this earlier in the year where yeah. he, I compared him to Tracy McGrady, and so he's sort yeah. of got that sort of sleepy look in his eye, and then yeah. people compare you to someone like a Jacob Wiley from Adelaide, Correct. who's yelling and beating his chest on big plays. No doubt, and he becomes an easy target for people to say this guy's not locked in, he's disinterested, or whatever it is. Compl- I could not agree more, and that was the thing. There'll be times where I was like. 
like people would say it like they would be like oh it's like he doesn't care and I was like no he cares but like mate this guy doesn't really mm. like he doesn't talk all the time at, you know like in the team like that's just who he is as a person it's not yeah exactly he doesn't just because he's not pointing to his name the the team or smashing his chest it doesn't yeah, mean he doesn't yeah. care but, but but people sort of also forget that yeah he's been a pro somewhere else and he's had success somewhere else but this still is you know, for imports coming in, it's still their first season in the Correct. league. You need a little bit of time just to feel out, know what cause you can get, sure. know your teammates' tendencies. And in that regard, I thought during the week after that Friday night game, his run was really similar to Kevin Lish's run in his first <laughs> Play, season where he agree. was yeah. started pretty slowly and then yeah, won grand yeah. final MVP. And then also Jermaine, Jermaine Beal. Yeah. It, it was exactly the same. I joked around with Damo and Jesse. I said, like, when we're driving, I was like, it reminds me a lot. And I was like, Tariko's going to get the MVP here because of the attention that Bryce gets and how hard it is. But unfortunately, like, and because Tariko can punish him, like, mm. um, and obviously then he just got kept getting better and better, and obviously like rebounding. I thought he was really good in the series where he didn't do it as much, and that was the thing. I was like, you know, unfortunately for Bryce, like, because their scouting plan is now just to get the ball out of his hands, and in a way they sort of disrespect Tariko, and he's the main guy, and uh, and he had the capabilities. But I, I couldn't, I couldn't play. Time to run well. Um, I mean, now if you're doing contract offers, like as I joked to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to Tariko as soon as we're in the locker room, I was like, just put an extra zero in your yeah, contract, mate. Yeah. You're an MVP. So, Absolutely, uh, yeah. name your price. Um, this one from Luke Waring, who's congratulated you on a great career, and said, "Do you wish you'd experience another club in the NBL at any point?" Nah, honestly, not. Nah. I mean, the, the closest was Rob Beveridge hit me up with a contract contract three years ago mm-hmm. um, did I consider it no doubt you have to as a professional um, and floor could be a, an exciting new challenge to go there but um, never wholeheartedly was a, a real big option I'll obviously always stay here hometown team um, you know wanted to compete for a championship that's what you do here and, and knew I could grow as a person as a player and um, that that was the best platform to be able to be in and so yeah no, no no regrets in that regard this question from TKD give us the inside scoop is Tariko coming back next year Splash Brothers for years to come <laughs> yeah I wouldn't have a clue when I mean, we haven't even had those chats um, I, I would hope so I mean um I mean, you always say that, and take away the sentimental side where you win a championship and all that regard. I think he is a perfect import in terms of, I think you can argue the case. One, you're not no longer going to be able to get those draft guys that we've had in the past in terms of, you know, um, James, James and the draft. Because with the two-way contracts, it's too hard. Who, incidentally, um, was all over Twitter congratulating you guys you on Sunday awesome. afternoon. So yeah. he hasn't forgotten his roots, which is yeah. great to say. Um, so, yeah, like that. Um, but, yeah, on, on the other side... Um, yeah, I think you get him. He plays defense. He's a higher character guy, like bought into the system and the culture. Um, yeah, so like if, I mean, obviously contracts and salary obviously becomes an issue. But um, yeah, I think you, you've got a perfect guy that fits the system, knows what it's about, mm-hmm. knows the league now. He's only going to get better. Yep. Um, so it'd be a no-brainer for me to get him. This one from Sports Central. Does Greg have any desires to coach one day? Yeah, I... Um, Look, I think it's such a different dynamic when I said this. Like, uh, I'd love to be involved uh, with the academy next year, um, those guys, and, and sort of dip my toes in a little bit. Mm. Um, I think there's so much more to it, like obviously the scouting staff and, and all that, but I'd definitely love to help the next up-and-comers and just more so um, off the court, like what it means to be a professional, how to be committed, what to do. Um, like I love the game and the intricacies of it and, and the philosophies, but that doesn't really make me tick. Like I don't watch scouting, like you know, watch Jacob Chance and those guys are like getting the X and O's. Yep. Whereas um, for me, it's about like 
personal player development and like how can how can you get the best out of yourself so I mean obviously I'll try and have those discussions with the club um, if I can be involved in some capacity um, like I mean some people have been like you know would you have um, you know talking about trying to be an assistant coach like now and stuff well one that's disrespectful to what the coaches have, have done at the moment like you, there's so much more that I need to do like from that um, so that's um yeah, not on that matter, but um, as well, it'd be too tough with the, some of the guys that you've just sort of retired and stuff like that. But I'd love to be able to work with your Yuanis and your Cole Bowens and the, and the next sort of WA um, guys that are coming through to sort of get them ready. So it's not like once they get to the Wildcats, it's a, a whirlwind for them. It's like they're already prepared once mm-hmm. they get in there. Yeah. This one from Rabble Rabble. What's your favourite memory of an individual performance in your career? And have you had any thoughts of pulling a Richard Jefferson style <laughs> unretirement? Yeah, nah. Um, well, I mean, obviously it's fresh on my mind. Obviously, game four and that sort of second minute patch, um, and then obviously uh, game three against Adelaide when Jimmy got in foul trouble and, and again had that moment where mm. um, was able to change the game. Um, you know, and, and those would be my most yeah those two games. Um, just knowing that you sort of really impacted it. Um, so those two games for sure. From our friend Nick Tan, is Greg still angry with Sean Reddish for not passing to him on that fast break for a dunk? Of course, I'll never live that down. I had that's what I was hoping. I thought Melbourne would just like sort of be like, "Here's your moment to dunk. Go ahead." Um, I've only got myself to blame. I had a sitter. Um, I think maybe game two over there off a baseline play, and I was like, "Oh, I should have dunked it." And I was like, "Who am I kidding? There was no chance of that." <laughs> um, this one from Matthew Murphy: If you could have played with anyone, who would it have been? I'm assuming he's talking league-wide NBL in your time in the um, league. Well, oh. are you going down the Paddy Mills, Andrew Bogut kind of angle, or are you going? Oh no, I'd one be, of your oh, mates. No, I'm going like Mick of Icona. Like, nice, yeah, yeah, gritty guy. guy that, yeah, exactly. Like I would have loved and unselfish and learned uh, what he, you know, what made him tick. So yeah, yeah. that would be perfect. Like it. This one from Jared Goddard. How many dunks are we expecting to see for you playing for Rockingham in the SBL? Zilch, mate. Zero. Like yeah, now my training load goes down. <laughs> like it's even worse. So yeah, no chance. And finally, from Paul Williams, who's harping back on a tweet from a couple of weeks ago. Have, has Greg practiced <laughs> dropping from the Perth Arena roof yet? For those who don't know, Paul put out a suggestion that Greg should dress up as Wilbur yep. coming down with a championship banner. We'll have to see if that can actually happen now. Mate, I'm, lock me in. Uh, I'm a bit nervous, but there's no... Because that's the thing, the unveiling of the banner, usually the team's in the locker yep, room, and yep. I'm the only guy would, that's going to... Would you be okay with the height thing, though, coming down from yeah, the, or is fine. that... Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, no uh, issues in that regard. But um, whether the Wildcats are happy to, to put personal injury liability insurance in there, I'm not sure, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm all keen for it, so um, I reckon they'll be like a little swap. They're like Greg's jumping from going down from there, and then like once it's on the ground, they'll just quickly sneak in me like back, oh, and yeah, then the, like the pull off the double, yeah, yeah. and then like wow, Greg did that, like that's <laughs> incredible. And then there'll be like five thousand kids, like I didn't know Wilbur's Greg I, like yeah. this is weird. We might have to think about the implications <laughs> yeah, of like of Wilbur removing his head, <laughs> traumatization. Like one time on. he did a slide and it fell off during the game. <laughs> And like he, but people, yeah. kids are like, oh, what? Kid, Wilbur's Will, Will a pet. There's a person <laughs> under there. For any of those kids listening yeah. underage, yeah, that'd be apologise. Um, Santa's real. Yes, yes, we've got to round that home, mate. We've got to let you get out of <laughs> here because that is a good. long, long podcast. Thanks to those people who've listened so far. Um, <laughs> and on a personal note, mate. First of all, thanks for your time um, oh, over the pleasure. past couple of years on the pod. It's been great having you here. People 
don't want to hear from me. They want to hear from the person <laughs> Thanks, who mate. is at the coal face and your, your insights and honesty have been most appreciated. Um, and then from a career point of view, as we said, perfect way for you to go out, having an impact, um, the fairy tale finish. I like to think that people have gained an understanding that it's not all about every guy on the team is it's not all about points per game it's not all about the stats you've managed to show that as good of you as you've been on the court i think you've had a bigger impact on the uh on the club and the franchise with your leadership and your locker room stuff off that. the floor um and then of course even more important in life your off the court off the court stuff um with youth mental health and and the like which is only going to get better from there so thanks for being no, mate, and an incredible man sorry mate like choking up but it really means a lot from a guy that i admire and respect and it's been an absolute uh, pleasure being involved in the last two years so uh with the podcast whoever has uh the shoes to fill, unfortunately, won't fill them. But um, no, it's, it's well, been a uh, pleasure, mate. We'll see how we go over the off-season. We'd love to have you back in some Pretty sort sure. of capacity next summer. and We'll see if we can work that out. Um, and to our listeners, thanks very much for uh, staying with us this season. Hope you're happy with the uh, the title success. And stay tuned to Perth Now in the West for all your sport news over the off-season. We'll chat to you next time. The Dribble Podcast is brought to you by Perth Now. Your home is sporting action from home and abroad.